In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Welcome to the 23rd Sunday after Trinity. Our season of Trinity and the liturgical year are rapidly coming to a close. In just a few weeks, Advent will be here once more, resetting the liturgical calendar. The Trinity season is about our spiritual growth in holiness, our sanctification. In the latter weeks of Trinity, which we are now within, our scriptures speak of increasingly important truths and teachings that Jesus wants us to remember and to live out. One of these important truths is found in our gospel this morning. This confrontation between Jesus and the religious leaders in the temple form one of the last public debates of Jesus' earthly ministry. The timing of this confrontation occurs during Holy Week, and in just three days, Jesus will once again stand before these religious leaders, but then he will be on trial for his life. The Pharisees and Herodians, those in allegiance with Herod or Rome, have schemed together to conjure up the perfect no-win question question that would discredit Jesus and convict him. Matthew twenty-two sixteen says, Teacher, they said, we know that you are true and teach the way of God in truth. Tell us, therefore, what do you think? Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Jesus is not fooled by their compliments. Instead, he instantly identifies their true nature. Why do you test me, you hypocrites? Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not, they ask. If Jesus says yes, he'll alienate and discredit himself to all those, including the Pharisees who continue to struggle against Roman rule and believe they must only be obedient to God and the Torah. If he says no, then he will be at odds with the entire Roman Empire, especially the Herodians, who will identify him as a dangerous, seditious opponent to be eliminated. Before he answers, Jesus calls for a visual aid. A coin is presented. This was not a Jewish coin, for they were no longer in use, except for making offerings in the temple. With Roman rule came Roman currency, which added insult to injury to the Jewish culture. Because it bore the portrait of the emperor Tiberius, and was inscribed with the words that he was the son of the divine Augustus, the high priest of Rome. Not only did the personal portrait of the emperor offend G Jewish sensibilities about creating graven images, but also the Latin declarations that any Roman ruler is divine and a high priest is pure anathema to the Jews. Jesus' response is now remarkably straightforward and open-ended, designed for all times, for all people. Jesus then proclaims the well-known phrase, render to Caesar what is Caesar, and to God what is God's. Jesus, in a humble display of his divine wisdom, changes the entrapment question that demands an either-or answer into a timeless, inclusive both and answer. Jesus is not merely attempting to wiggle out of a sticky logical riddle by offering another. Rather, behind his answer, 
is a profound statement of his role at this point of God's salvation history, as well as the way those in the kingdom of God will operate and belong to him as citizens in this world and in heaven. Yes, it is assumed that as citizens of a country, one would pay their taxes for the support of government services. But what was Jesus meaning when he said, and give to God the things that are God's? If the coin belongs to Caesar, if the likeness it bears is that of the emperor, to whom it should be given, then what should be given to God? What belongs to God? What is stamped with God's likeness in this world? Our answer lies in the very first chapter of Genesis, verse 27. So God created humankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. Brothers and sisters, we are the coin of God's realm. God's likeness stamped on us declares that we belong wholly and entirely to God. That we belong wholly and entirely to God. Our epistle this morning from Philippians harmonizes with this teaching and amplifies it. Because we belong to God and are made in his image, Paul shares that we are also citizens of his kingdom, both here on earth and in heaven. Paul writes our epistle in Philippians 3.20 to the Christians in Philippi, a Roman colony, urging them to rethink their citizenship now that they belong to God and are Christians in a Roman world. Quote, for our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Note that Paul speaks of our citizenship in the present tense. We are citizens of heaven. A way to reframe Paul's type of thinking is that we live in the now, but the not yet. We live in the now, but the not yet. Our citizenship is both here on earth and in heaven. We have access to Christ here on earth, yet the full fruition of our relationship to him and his kingdom is yet to come. Paul urges us that we are not to live in this world as though we belong here, but that we belong to God and are pilgrims and sojourners awaiting our future hope. We have a home here of a kind, but our real home is in heaven. We have a family circle of a kind here, but our real family circle is in heaven. As citizens of the world, we are slowly dissolving towards death. How many of us in this room are humans? Show of hands. How many of us are dissolving towards death? Yes, it's 110%. But as citizens of heaven, beloved, we are eternal beings. God designed us for eternity. While here on earth we live in the now, and yes, we are to pay our taxes, and yes, we are to pray for our leaders and render to Caesar what is Caesar's. But as Jesus himself said, we are also to render to God what is God's. What belongs to God? Just as the coin was made in the image of Caesar, we are made in the image of God and belong to him. 
made in the image of God and as citizens of heaven, we are to be rendered, surrendered, and given to God. If we truly love God with all our heart and with all our soul and with all our mind and our neighbors and ourselves, we have given to God what belongs to God. Ourselves, our souls, and our bodies. May God give us all the grace to do so. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.